0: Welcome to Berkshire Business Voices, where we bring you the story behind the business in the Royal County of Berkshire. So I'm delighted to welcome Dave from Webster Consulting. Webster Consulting provides managed services, technology, and CIO-level strategy and management to small and medium businesses. They focus on aligning IT initiatives with business strategies and goals, and using technology to yield specific and measurable outcomes. Dave, please could you introduce yourself and tell us about your journey that led you to launching Webster Consulting.
1: Thanks, Rob. That sounded a right mouthful, and I'm not sure that everybody knows what a CIO is. That's a Chief Information Officer. My name's Dave Webster. I started my career as an apprentice at Ferranti in Bracknell, and I was pleasantly delighted to learn that Tim Berners-Lee, who is called the father of the Internet, Absolutely. his parents were part of a team of engineers who worked on the Ferranti Mark I first commercially available computer. So that's my claim to fame. So I've always been into computing. I've always worked with computer companies, and I just feel it's a fantastic way to learn. So Dave, you mentioned you started
0: out as an engineering apprentice, but what background beyond that would you say has given you the platform to inspire you to start Webster Consulting? Well I've
1: always been passionate about customer service and I think if you're passionate about customer service you want to offer great customer service but you also want to receive great customer service and when you identify areas where that isn't the case then that's where the opportunity lies really. I don't know whether you know but there are two types of categories for software there's what we call open source and the other is closed source and 80% of the web servers running the internet are run on open source software and I've Been fortunate enough to work for an open source company and more recently, towards the end of my corporate career, a closed source company. And really, fundamentally, the difference between the two is, I guess, from a layperson's point of view, one you can use for nothing and the other one you have to pay for. Yes. But that leads us down this path of where do I spend my IT money when I'm in a startup business or I have to spend on sales and marketing as well as IT? And how do the two go together? Right. And the challenge is most managing directors or financial directors I've had this conversation with, they neither have a budget for IT or they have an it strategy which having come from a corporate background i find really hard to believe so a lot of people make decisions based on what somebody said to them yes and because i said earlier that you can't actually speak to the supplier directly it's really hard to get independent advice i mean even if you shop at your local let's say john lewis right The reality is you get great customer service from John Lewis, but they're no different to any other sales organization. Their suppliers will be having certain deals going on from month to month. So their salesmen will be incentivized to sell one product versus another, which might not necessarily meet your aspirations or what you're trying to do with technology. So Webster Consulting is an independent IT consultant who predominantly provides services and support for small businesses based on the small business's requirements, not that of the big corporation. Nice. And so you're just as likely to recommend an open source
0: software solution as a proprietary one, entirely dependent upon the customer's best needs. Definitely. I mean,
1: a really good example of that, we've all got smartphones now, I think most people would think that Apple is the predominant player in the smartphone market. But if you were to go and Google what platforms used predominantly for a smartphone, you'll find that 85% of us use Android, which is an open source platform versus iOS, which is a closed source platform, which is offered by Apple. So I think we tend to go with what we know. So we can provide support and advice, everything from your telephony choices to your software platform to your hardware choices and save you an awful lot of money if you don't believe all the hype that we're led to believe. Yes,
0: makes a lot of sense to me.
1: So an example of this is most people will have a BT relationship. So they'll get their residential or business phone from BT because the perception is that at the end of the day, if it goes wrong, BT are going to come out and fix it. The reality is somewhat different. The supplier that will fix it will be the same supplier, regardless of what vendor you use. So it could be BT. A lot of people tend to go with companies that they know which don't always offer the best value for money. Another one in the software arena was Microsoft. Obviously, most people use Windows or Office and have paid an awful lot of money to to do so. But we all now know that services are moving over to a subscription model now. And We were working with a client last week, and one of the things we'll do is a spend review. And this particular client was spending over £1,500 per year on services. Right. And just by doing that review, we were able to consolidate her spend down to about a thousand pound a year. So there's plenty of cost saving out there. And I think as a result of 2020 and cash flow problems, now's the time to look at what you're spending and to see whether you can get better value for money. Absolutely.
0: So what specific services do you offer at Webster Consulting?
1: Well, one of the challenges, one of the reasons for setting up Webster Consulting was anybody that's worked in the computer industry for the big commercial companies recognizes the sales model and invariably the enterprise model, which is a big clients that pay lots of money for IT and consulting services. It works really, really well. I mean, you get great service from the company point of view, Right. Um, but it's really hard to emulate that in the smaller medium space because the margins are a lot smaller. And so, uh, consequently, what you'll normally find is you'll have to go to a reseller and you'll never have a relationship with the supplier directly. Right. And that can make quite a difference when you're wanting to run your own business. So Webster Consulting formed in 2006 to address that issue, to offer enterprise sales, pre-sales support to small and medium businesses. So we focus in key areas, security probably being the biggest. So if you go to our website, we focus on safe and secure because we hear so much these days with regards to people's privacy being violated or their security being compromised. And let's face it, if you and I, Rob, had a pound for every time we'd heard I use a computer, but I'm not very technical. Yes, <laughs> We would be really rich people by now. So Webster Consulting wants to offer a range of services similar to some of the bigger companies, but are more scalable and more affordable. So that's where we focus most of our time. Obviously, it's been a very challenging year for most people.
0: Can you give us a sense of the types of activities you've been involved with Webster Consulting during the past
1: year? I think one of the challenges in 2020 has been getting people to spend money with the uncertainty that's facing us. And as a consequence of that, one of the things we've been doing is pooling our resources to enable us to offer services to small local businesses who are in the same boat as us. Right. I think and one of the things that's been really positive about the pandemic is the power of local. Yes. So one of the groups that I've worked with is eight other small businesses in Berkshire, and we've created a website that we're calling Little Network, which is designed specifically to enable people in Berkshire to buy food and drink from Berkshire. Nice. That we can't go out to the takeaway, or certainly we couldn't in the early phases of the first lockdown. And obviously, if you're trying to run a business, you realise that without customers, you have no business. So no. eight of us collaborated together in order to provide a service free of charge so that people can get introduced to other people. We've put a fantastic CMS system together, which allows us to take feeds off of people's social media right content so that we don't actually have to manage the content of the website because it's updated by the people that are putting their content on the social media feed so okay. yeah
0: nice
1: again it's just a way of showing people how we can help small businesses and it's actually been quite good from a mental health point of view because we meet imagine, yeah. meet every wednesday for an hour to talk about the project but we also are able to say how we're feeling yes um and we Let's face it, we wouldn't have been able to do that had we not been hit with this pandemic.
0: No. And this is littlenetwork.co.uk, Dave?
1: That is littlenetwork.co.uk. I mean, we're actually, because of what we've done with Little Network, the idea was for small businesses to collaborate so that we can offer a one-stop shop to other small businesses in the Berkshire area. But what we found is we've focused particularly on a niche, which is this food and drink. Right area of business and we're actually going to be rebranding the website can't say too much at the moment but we are planning a launch when we know that we can all get together because I think one thing that we all realize is we we all want to get out and have some food and drink and yes, socialize. About again. That.
0: So, Dave, you mentioned the business collective approach that you're taking with, firstly, with the little network and potentially with other activities. What do you see as the benefits of working this way, both from an individual as well as from the business perspective?
1: We quite often, and members of this collective, quite often are faced in a situation where you get an opportunity and you're able to bid for that opportunity. And if you're shortlisted, if you're a very small organisation, so there may be you as the single entity of your company, Right. a lot of the time people don't feel secure because no. they say, what happens if you go under a bus? A kind of single point of failure sort of concern. Exactly. Understand? Yeah. Exactly. So one of the reasons for forming the collective is you're not dealing with one individual. You're dealing with several companies that offer a much greater range of service than right. you could offer as an individual. I think a lot of people work for themselves now And a lot of people don't necessarily want to employ people. So you have strategic relationships like we do. We have a relationship with a telco provider. We have a relationship with Google. We have a relationship with a security company. But we're very focused on a small part of a whole picture for IT services. So being part of the collective, we can offer expert brand advice. We can offer web development skills. We can offer bookkeeping skills. We've got a relationship with a lawyer. So we're a one stop shop where, you've formed a really good relationship yeah. not only as a collective ourselves we can trust the people that we would introduce to accounts but also we're a trusted entity as a collective and mm. we move away from this single point of failure that a lot of people latch on when you yeah when you pitch sometimes
0: i like that a lot typically as a sole trader or a small business you can be a bit of a jack of all trades can't you but not do anything to any great level of expertise Whereas with the approach you've just described, you're bringing in true subject matter experts from each specific discipline and working together seamlessly for the benefit of the customer.
1: And these people are passionate about what they do as well. Hmm. So I actually think if you were to choose between going to a PC world type environment or coming to the network to ask for advice, you'd you'd get a very different experience in both cases.
0: Dave, I also note that you speak about an organisation called wearebiz.co.uk. Can you tell me about that?
1: So We Are Biz formed this year, actually, 2021. Mm -hmm. We rebranded because we wanted to make the message really, really simple. Again, in 2020, there was a group of us in the Surrey area where we wanted to run webinars, which we called survival guides. Right. And these were there to give people information in regards to what they can do in this pandemic with regards to keeping their business running. So we offered free advice and free seminars that we thought we could continue to do in 2021, but we changed the model a little bit. We're actually asking people to make a small subscription. Mm-hmm. 20 pounds if you book within five days of the webinar, 10 if you an early bird. Right. And the idea is to bring subject matter experts in to talk about a particular thing. So I'm going to be talking on the 10th of February about the future of broadband right and we're all going to be presenting our own individual subject but the whole idea is to invite other small businesses in to talk about what they offer and how they can give advice right the idea of making a small charge was to try and have less no-shows on the day because when you offer a free service it's not uncommon if you've got 50 people signed up to an event, only 25 people show. Right. Whereas we set ourselves the goal of finding 10 people for the first one. And we actually got 19 uh, all paying.
0: So if people want to register for the future broadband webinar, where should they go?
1: So if you want to register for our webinars, you can go to our website, which is So that's
0: uk. Very good. I'll also put a link to that in the show notes for the recording. Brilliant. What innovations can we expect to see from Webster Consulting in the next 6 to 12 months?
1: So one of the things that we were able to do last year, as a result of collaborating, one of the collaborators came to me and said that they were helping a small business that was just launching last year. They were a business called B-Side Barbers, and they'd recognised that it's an opportunity. I don't know whether you know, but vinyl records are, are coming back into popularity again and Alex the proprietor of B-side Barbers wanted to offer a barbershop where you could actually play records okay and I thought it's a brilliant idea hmm. sadly he'd had a discussion with dare I say BT who'd let him down in terms of delivery of a fixed wire and a, a telephone service that you right, need yeah. obviously for running a barbershop sure. so I was asked to come in and see if we could help and i said well why are you looking at having wires Hmm. broadband now is as good on the wireless network as it is on the wired one so we went in with what's called an lte wireless router we we had all of the four major suppliers sims and we did some speed testing to get the best sim for the particular location that alex was from and we set the whole thing up on a sim an lte router and then a a VoIP service. So he had his telephone system as well. And it was a, a fraction of the cost of what he nice. were charging. Very good. So that kind of, I started to think, well, Webster Consulting offer really services, professional services, and whether it was about time that we offered a product. So I don't know whether you know, but 5G or fifth generation is going to supersede 4G, right. which superseded 3G. And each, each G is about a decade. Yep. Yeah. So if you go back to 2000, everyone was talking about 3G. And then in 2010, 4G came along, which coincidentally helped Apple become a trillion dollar company because to get 4G, you had to buy a new phone. Well, the reality is 5G is going to be the same. You're going to get a tenfold increase in performance. And what we're saying is rather than take all the marketing hype that's around at the moment, if you're a family of four and you want to get 5G, Everyone will think, well, I've got to buy four new phones if I'm a family of four. Well, Webster Consulting are offering is a a 5G enabled modem, which we're going to call GigaGo, which will enable you to benefit on the 5G network with your old 4G phone. Um, OK. So so it enables us to offer a wireless modem, which is in competition with the big boys. But you won't get the same level of service that you would from a small local supplier so one of the things we learned last year as a result of running little network is everybody's realizing the power of locals so what we're wanting to do is to offer small businesses whether you be working from home or a small office a 5g service that will be on a subscription basis but if anything goes wrong you've got a person that you can speak to and a face that you recognize. Whereas if any of you have ever had a problem with your Virgin or Sky or BT service, you know how frustrating it can be when it it doesn't work.
0: Hmm. I mean, just to take the example you gave a few minutes ago, Dave, about the barbershop and just having the ability to show up at a physical location with all of the different sims from from the different potential suppliers of the network service to see which one is best suited to that location is a fabulous value add as far as I can see, notwithstanding all of the other service benefits you can offer
1: and what you'll notice as a consumer is a lot of these companies are wanting to bundle these things together which I guess on the surface might seem a good thing so for example utility warehouse will offer you your broadband your telephone your mobile your electricity and your gas which sounds on principle a really good thing and I think even which say it's a quite cost-effective way to go the problems start to occur when one of those services isn't performing particularly Mm. well or let's face it utility warehouse don't offer telco services they resell another brand so what i'm saying to people now 2021 don't particularly when it comes to your broadband bundle it in with your television subscription or your or with virgin because when something goes wrong particularly when it comes down to broadband you really need your broadband to be solid absolutely uh, more now than ever more so than any other you know frankly almost any
0: other utility oh you know perhaps electricity is just the only utility that i value more than my broadband even that's a well <laughs> obviously one doesn't work without the other so it's a it's a hypothetical conversation but it illustrates how important broadband is doesn't it to your home now anytime even if the service gets a bit flaky of an evening because of the contention our household is in uproar because YouTube isn't working for the kids and it's just the whole thing it creates misery for people doesn't it
1: oh absolutely and that's basically what I'm going to be talking about on the 10th of February and little things that you can do in order to improve your existing service if you were to think of your router as a bedside lamp mm. and you wanted to supply light across the whole house well it will work brilliantly in the bedroom but it's not going to work very well in the kitchen unless no, you move it
0: and up and downstairs and what have
1: you, yeah And the reality is these ISPs provide us with potentially not the best router in the world. And I don't know whether you know, but the technology is moving. There's a new something. I mean, we're talking about Wi-Fi 6 now. And if your router's... Four or five years old, by getting a new router, you could improve the quality of life and the hassle you're going to get from the kids by just investing in a new router. You Absolutely.
0: Know? Because whilst you're right to say that 3G, 4G, 5G is on like a, a decade long refresh cycle, Wi Fi is refreshing
1: much more quickly than that, isn't it? It is definitely. And so I often think people don't want to understand technology. And I think certainly we've been forced to start to embrace video conferences now. And what we find, especially being an independent IT supplier, you always have to find the reason for people to change. Yes. And the reason for people to embrace this video technology is we have no other choice. No, you know, it's been forced upon people that you know, you've had to get with the program haven't you, in the last year. And even if you look at from running a business from a financial point of view, HMRC are, are forcing us to go to making tax digital. Yep. So they're taking the choice away from you. You have to do it. And that's always been a good way to introduce people to new technology. But let's face it, technology moves so fast, it's sometimes too much. And I think the older you get, the more you kind of think, I've been there, got it, seen it before. But the reality is, there's usually a tenfold increase from one generation to the next. Yeah.
0: Dave, if a small business is interested in engaging with Webster Consulting, when in their journey should they be looking to reach out to you? What would be a typical trigger point from your perspective?
1: We can help anybody from startup to established business. But let me give you an example. The old traditional digital telephone network is being retired in 2025. Right. So if you've been in business for 10 or 20 years, chances are you're running an old telephone system. So you can reach out at any time. But if you find yourself in that situation where you have an old telephone system and you've got to change it because in 2025 you won't be able to use it anymore. You can reach out to us and we can start to help you plan for that change. So there's a typical example of the sort of thing that we can do to help an existing business.
0: And how should people best make contact with you?
1: You can come to our website and contact us that way. We don't mind the old-fashioned telephone call from time to time. What is your (laughs) website? I'll put a link to the website
0: in the show notes for this recording, but just for people's ease of access. What is your URL?
1: So you can contact us on Webster-Consulting.co. That's Webster-Consulting.co. Or you can contact us using our local telephone number if you wish.
0: Okay, very good. So are there any closing thoughts you'd like to leave people with, Dave?
1: I think the COVID-19 pandemic has been challenging for lots of people and businesses in, in many ways. But one of the things I think it's helped us embrace technology and being a technology company... We'll be more than happy to be a helping hand to any business that might be thinking, where can I go and who can I speak to? As 2021 develops, we do feel things will get better. I don't think it will go back to normal, whatever that is. But I definitely feel we're here to help businesses that need help with technology. Very good. Perfect. Dave, thanks
0: very much for your time. Really enjoyed chatting with you. Thanks so much, Rob. My pleasure. Berkshire Business Voices is a business directory focused around the use of audio interviews published as a podcast. For more information about how to get your Berkshire-based business featured on Berkshire Business Voices, please visit our website at berkshirebusinessvoices.com.